You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Jim and Trent, we say hello to you here on a Thursday. And we got a great show lined up. Ryan Van Bibber from SB Nation on the net on the NFL will join us at about 4:20 in the five o'clock hour. Zuba Mahente ESPN, and then around 5:30, Ken Silverstein. As we go on, LeBron James watch. I'm, I, Trent, I'm telling you, it's funny to watch all the national guys. I mean, they are stumbling all over themselves trying to figure out a. What Paul George is going to do, B, will the Spurs trade Kawhi Leonard, and C, if all of that takes place, what in the wide, wide world of sport is LeBron James going to do? This guy is, I mean, he's he's nicknamed the king, but I, I guess when the king gets ready to speak, then everybody will know. Does it matter, though, Jimmy B? I mean, does this really matter? As I've been telling you the last few seasons as we've worked together, we've seen it every year come June. Yep. yep. It's Warriors Cavs. It does does it matter though? Does I think he it gonna... matters if he's not in Cleveland. I think it matters then, yes. Because in in Los Angeles with the Lakers and he gets Kawhi and he gets Paul George, does, does that matter? Does that team with whoever it may be, also the other parts, do they beat Golden State? I don't think so. I can't envision that. I it just that that's it is fun. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoy this. I enjoy the back and yeah. forth. I enjoy Stephen A. Smith coming up with reports that are shut down just a, a couple moments later. I do like all that stuff. But but Jim, as I go through and I, I look at these things, I keep coming back to the same thing. And we go through the minutia, of the regular season. Does it matter? Because is there a team that LeBron can put together? Be it Cleveland, be it in Los Angeles with the Lakers. That's good enough to beat the Warriors, at least for 2019. I think so. Um, do you think just, so or do you hope so? Because those are two different I, things. Do you think that, okay. that, that he really could do this or you're just hoping yeah. so you have something entertaining to watch? Well, I would like something entertaining to watch, right, of right. course. You know, I'm, I'm in on that. But I believe that if those three guys were teamed up together – and they had a couple of complementary pieces. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think the battles would be extraordinary. I, I really do, to be honest with you, Trent. I, I I just think that it would if if those three guys were with the Lakers and the Warriors are playing the Lakers on a regular season game, even though it would be a late night game. It'll probably be one of the highest-rated games of all time during the regular season. And if they were to meet, then, in the Western Conference Finals, the ratings would dwarf the Finals. I don't care about it, it ratings, really though, Jim. I don't care about ratings. I know you that's, don't, that's not but what... I want to be entertained. You're... I want entertainment. You should be a politician because you're not answering the question. Does I it did matter? answer it. No, does it matter? Because does that Lakers yes. team, whatever, do they beat? You would put your money down that they would beat the Warriors. Yes, I would do that if those three guys were together. I don't think that you're going to get all three guys there, but I believe that if they were all three on the same team, 
Yes, I would give them the opportunity and not the opportunity. Uh, the upper, not not the, the opportunity. No, the, I'll give them. I'll give them a slight upper hand to beat Golden State. You're full of it. You're now. Now you're just talking in circles. I don't believe it for a second because in order to do that, <laughs> they have to probably get rid of some of their young guys. Lonzo Ball, they might, do. Yeah. You know, Kyle Kuzma, yeah. Julius Randle, yeah. Brandon Ingram, who was really good when he came back. The young pieces that they've been building around, they're going to have to move off of that. I, I just. I don't think there's a roster there, but it is fun. It, it is entertaining, Jimmy B. Speaking of entertainment, we go to one of your many stops throughout your illustrious career down in Arkansas. Last yes. night, Jim, I don't know how much yeah. you watched of it. I was calling high school baseball last night. I so, watched the whole game. So I got home just in time to see the ninth inning. 3-2 lead. Everything's going well. And the pop-up that will be remembered for a long, long time down the right field line in Omaha all you need to do, put a mitt to it, and you're national champions. And it falls between the right fielder, the second baseman, and the first baseman. Arkansas, oh boy, that close to a national title. You know, here's the thing on that. If indeed Arkansas wins tonight, that'll be a quickly forgotten memory, mm-hmm. that pop-up, because they would have won. If they lose tonight, and Oregon State claims another college baseball world series title that will be the focal point of every fan from around the entire state of arkansas it's like the bartman game with the cubs yeah, yeah. nobody 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 everybody talks about bartman they don't talk about how the next hitter hit a ground ball to the shortstop and the error was made which would have got them out of the inning they do they do nobody, jim to be fair no, they do they do no you talk to Cubs fans more times than not, they know that. Real, oh. real Cubs fans understand that, Jim. And, and I think your, your memory is a little bit swayed here. Yeah, I mean, just the, the average sports fan doesn't know the minutia of it. There, there you go. 85%, though, of Cubs fans don't blame Bartman. They don't. Today, they don't blame Bartman. They understand what happened afterwards. The reaction of Moises Alou that ignited that. Dusty Baker not doing anything going to settle down Mark Pryor, then the error at shortstop. They had right. another game after that, too. They jumped out yes, to a lead in that game. Yes. So I, yeah. I think you go a little bit too far in that one, but you are right in this case. If that happens, the difference, though, is there isn't one guy to blame. There isn't one guy that you can look at and point to and say the, it's his fault. The right fielder should have come in. Absolutely. The second baseman maybe shouldn't have called off and almost pulled back the first baseman. That was the weirdest part of that play. Looked like he was putting his arm out to get the first baseman to stay away. But all three of those guys, to a certain extent, have some blame to take. And because of that, since it's not one individual guy, it probably won't be remembered. It won't have a name like Steve Bartman attached to it. I agree with you from that standpoint. The same case can be made for the Billy Buckner air at first base. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what everybody went back to the Buckner air. Well, yeah, they ended up winning that game, but they had to play another game the next day. So here we are with a similar scenario. Trent is that they are playing another game tonight. And it's for everything. Look, you and I always dial in on Game 7s. We don't care if it's checkers. We're dialed in for Game 7. And since they don't play 7 in College Baseball World Series, best of three, we're dialed in tonight for Game 3. 
I I just think that the atmosphere is going to be sensational, and I have this feeling as well that this game, I, I, I just think we're going to have another nail-biter. I, I really do. I, I don't see one team routing the other. I, I just think it's going to be another close ball game, and I hope that's the case. We can only hope, and uh, I disagree. I would not watch a Game 7 of Checkers. I, I could care less about something like that <laughs> happening out there. Who Whose fault was it most? The right fielder, the second base? Who do you put the most blame on? I think it's down to those two guys. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people are saying, you know, the right fielder, that's his ball. I, I was just watching the replay right before we came on the air. The second yep. baseman, I thought, was calling everybody off. I, I thought that's he what was. it was. He was. You can yeah, say that was, the right fielder yeah, should have should have been the guy, but the, the right. second baseman looked adamant that that was his baseball. He it was, and he was the guy probably uh, barking the most noise, which is why the right fielder uh, pulled up and the first baseman went away from it, and then second baseman ends up over uh, running the ball, and it lands behind him as it bounces in foul territory on the ground. So. And then we know what happens. Mm -hmm. Big base hit, ties the game. Right after that, another runner on, bang. Just a rocket shot over the right field wall for a two-run blast. And Oregon State hangs on, wins, and forces game three tonight. Look, it's crushing if you're an Arkansas fan. It's crushing if you're an Arkansas player. Screw the fans. What about the players? The guys are there playing the game. It's more crushing to them than some guy who's eight beers in. So from that standpoint, I think, Trent, it's going to be very interesting tonight. One, how well Arkansas players, not the fans, because they don't count, the players respond to this on the field. And two, does Oregon State have that big of momentum that they can swallow up Arkansas in the first three or four innings and put the game like out of reach quickly five to nothing five to one in the first three or four innings if they jump on them and then cruise I hope that's not the case I hope it's a nail biter down the stretch yeah I think the importance of what happens early is going to be uber important here Arkansas has to get off to a good start they don't have to have the lead but at least you know withstand that storm early on make a few plays get a couple of hit you know just Gain a little bit of confidence back. That happens. I do give them a shot. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I, I just think the mental state and something like this at the collegiate level is absolutely shot. But, Jim, I, I wanted to localize things here a little bit and take a look at our state. I mean, that was the all. You are inches away from winning a national championship. Bring it yep. home a title. Arkansas, great baseball program. Their coach now, the old Nebraska coach that had taken them to a couple of college World Series. Uh, this is, though, a very successful program, but has never won the ultimate. Well, we can kind of say the same thing here. We've had plenty of great seasons for Iowa, for Iowa State, for you and I, even for Drake. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate, outside of the 1958 national title that Iowa sometimes talks about, it just isn't there. So, Jim, the ultimate gut punch games, the, the moments in time for all of these schools that stand out. Now, of course, your scope is a little bit more limited. You haven't been in the state like I have for all 38 years of my life, so I can Correct. go a little bit deeper than you can. But are there any moments, any games that stand out to you 
for the Hawks, Cyclones, Clones, Bulldogs, whatever it may be, games that still stand out, that ultimate gut punch? Uh, for the Hawks, that one's pretty easy for me because it's the Big Ten championship game against Michigan State. And when Michigan State, in the last minute, drives it all the way down the field and then with seconds remaining scores the winning touchdown to win the game. And then we all know then what happened when Iowa went west to the Rose Bowl and ran into Christian McCaffrey. It wasn't pretty. So for me, if, if I were a Hawk fan... And in my eight years or so living in the state, uh, that would be the ultimate gut punch because it would have punched your ticket to make it to the Final Four in, in college football. What about for you? Yeah, that's one that certainly jumped right to the top of the list for me. Just that drive, and it took forever. 22 plays, marching yes. down the field, a couple of fourth down conversions, one time where... Uh, did he get the first down? Didn't he get the first down? It was incredibly close, and I think Josie Jewell still say that he stopped him short of that first down marker. But you're watching it unfold. Iowa played so well. They had opportunities early in the game. They made the big play to take the lead to begin the fourth quarter with Tavon. It just it felt like Iowa was going to get it done. All this back and forth that we'd heard all season long for the national media, Iowa isn't good. The 12-0 is a farce. Finally, a chance to stick it in their face and go up against the big boys with a win against a big boy in Michigan State. And then that drive happens. It was so close, so wrenching. The third down play by L.J. Scott mm-hmm. diving across. It's, yep. it's just, that's a moment. That was one walking away. And you know, Jim, I, I was there as a fan sitting, sitting in a, down one of the end zones. Tavon mm-hmm. Smith was coming right at us there when he scored that touchdown. But afterwards, it's funny you're devastated. As a fan, you're devastated. You, you, you drink it all day like I had. You, you partied in Indianapolis. You put yeah. everything. I mean, you're just, you're cheering. It's, it was such a great time. You're there. I mean, it's 70% Hawkeye fans. The environment was incredible. Yet, after walking away from the, you weren't disappointed in the effort. You weren't mad at a particular player or, or something no. on the other. It was just. No. No, you're it just was, devastated with, with the ending. Yeah. But it was also a proud moment. I, I walked away from that one. Diff- I, was, I was so proud to be a Hawkeye fan, to be in that environment, to be in Indianapolis as that was unfolding with all the Hawkeye fans there. That was a little bit different. That's one, obviously, that comes to mind. There are other moments, though, that, are more physically, that were physically frustrating. Another mm-hmm. one, and this one might be down the list for some people. I want to say it was 2005. I'm almost positive it was. It was a home game at Kinnick, and, and Iowa had the longest winning streak in the country at home. They had not only knocked off good teams, but they had throttled good teams in Kinnick Stadium. It was coming on the heels of them, 2 3 4 all ending in the top 10. And Iowa at that point, it looked invincible at home. They lost an overtime game to Michigan. It was a game that was mired in controversy. There were plenty of calls that didn't go Iowa's way that That one... I was more I was more pissed off that day than I was after the Michigan State. So maybe it's a different type of feeling because of that. Sure. And that's one that came right, again, it went to overtime. So same kind of feeling, but different kind of feelings. But the biggest one for me, Jim, goes back before your days in Iowa, and it goes back to me as a youngster. And maybe that's a reason for it, the reason that it still lingers. But it was 1987, not a particular moment, but just the second half of the game. Iowa had UNLV beat. They're up 16 at the half. They're up 18 in the oh, second half. They are dominating yeah. that team. Yeah. 
It is probably the best collection of talent Iowa has ever had on the basketball floor. Eight different guys that went on to play in the NBA. They were stacked. That was the first team to ever score 100 points on Bobby Knight in Indiana. That's how good this team was. Indiana, by the way, ends up winning the national title. They have UNLV beat. They start to slow it down. They start to play a little more complacent. And just like that, that 18-point lead dissipates. They lose in the Elite Eight, a game away from the Final Four. That is still at the top of the list. And, well, because I was seven, I was also bawling afterwards. So that has something to do with it, too. But for me, I, that's that's the ultimate in gut punches. Iowa State, you and I, any any for you that, that uh, jump out to your mind? In, in my time, in my time uh, covering Iowa State, um, I think probably, and I think you and I discussed this maybe a couple of weeks ago, the biggest gut punch I remember is George Niang uh, hurting his foot sure. when Iowa State was really good enough to make a really deep run in the NCAA tournament. And they came up then against Connecticut, and UConn ended up beating them, even though they played hard in that game, and then UConn went on to win the national title. But at that time, the way that they were playing and the way that George Niang was handling his business on the basketball court, I would think if you were an Iowa State fan in recent history anyway, at least for me, I would think that that was the best opportunity with Niang healthy to really make a serious run to the Final Four. Am I wrong on that, or can you think of something else? No, you're missing one, Jimmy B. Back in 2000, Iowa State was the second-best team in the country, and they went to Auburn I remember Hills. that. They were the number yeah. two seed, made their way up there to play Michigan State, who ran away with the national title that year. They coasted after that game. It was certainly the closest game that Michigan State, and I believe the only team that they had really had to worry about. That was the year the two number eight seeds made it to the Final Four, Wisconsin was there, North Carolina was there as eight seeds. The other team was Florida. That one sets up for Iowa State because though UConn went on to win the national championship, I still find it hard to believe that team would have won a national title. Final four? All right, I can buy what you're selling there. National championship still a little bit much for me. That team, though, in 2000 was good enough to win the title. Pfizer and Tinsley at the absolute mm-hmm. apex of their careers. Yep. Those two guys playing together, unbelievable. Cantrell Horton, a great, great basketball team, and one that I believe would have won the national championship, and most people believe that too. Second-best team in the country that year. Fortunately, had to go to Auburn Hills, and things got a little creaky at the end. Eustace got run. That's the one that has to be on the top of the list, at least basketball-wise. And for football, is it Seneca Wallace against Florida State? I I brought up, I, I put this out on Twitter, I brought up Tony Yelk, missing the field goal against Alabama, that, uh-huh. that was actually good. But that was an Independence Bowl. You know, that wasn't, it wasn't Alabama right. what they are now. Also, it was Alabama right. still trying to, trying to find the right coach and going through all that. If it happened this year, that'd be different. But that Alabama is different than the Alabama we know today. I still think, open up the season 0-2, Seneca Wallace diving into the end zone, getting in yet they don't give him the touchdown. You beat Florida State, who is coming on the heels of an impressive run. Was it 15 consecutive years, top five finishes? I believe, that, yes. That one maybe completely changes the trajectory of McCarney, what happens to him throughout his career. That's the one that I put at the top of the list. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, when, when some of those things take place 
uh, it, it is the, the biggest gut punch to a, a fan that you could ever ask for. Yes. And, and, and I get that. I, it, those, those are tough. They really are. Now, I enjoy calling some of those things, but I'm neutral uh, in that aspect. So I'm calling it as the excitement is just through the roof. But as a fan of one of those teams mm. and that happens, I, I get it, Trent. I, I get how devastating that can be. You and I and Drake, well, the Drake one I think is pretty easy. I don't remember the Final Four run back in the 60s. You'd have to help me out on that one, Jimmy. That's, that's Willie McCarter and the yeah, guys. Yeah. Willie McCarter and the guys. Yeah. But it's, at least in recent history, obviously Ty Rogers in the NCAA tournament and the bracket yes. opened there with San Diego beating UConn in the first round and a, a pretty good chance of making a trip to the Sweet 16. So that has to be there for Drake. For you and I, basketball-wise, the Texas A&M collapse in the NCAA tournament. Yes. Double-digit lead with 40 seconds to go, and he blow that, losing overtime. That certainly has to be at the top, I would believe. You know, some people on Twitter brought up the Michigan State Sweet 16 game after they had beat Kansas. They dominated Michigan State in the first half, but offensively they just couldn't get anything going in the second half. It wasn't really a singular moment, though. That's also been the case in a couple of these games that I brought up. I, I just still believe that collapse, how quickly it happened, has to be mm-hmm. at the top. And, and for football, you and I, they were, they were almost winning a national title in 2005. They led for a majority of the game against Appalachian State. Eric yep. Sanders fumbled. He was hit from behind, lost a fumble. App State picked it up, scooped and scored to take the lead. They got the football back a couple of times, just couldn't get anything going offensively. That's uh, certainly the one. You're that close to a national title. Has to be at the top of the list. It's. I guess I'm bringing everybody down here with bad moments on a Thursday. <laughs> Great, nice, nice job, sorry, Val. Sorry. I did think. I did. I know. I did think of a recent one. If you were a Hawk fan, and that was the home game at Kinnick against Penn State, and yes. the last second yeah. touchdown pass. But I, I didn't. I didn't go there because it was a regular season game. Sure, but. Everybody was ready to run to the field and all excited, mm-hmm. and then boom, you had to sit down and go, oh my God, what just happened? That was, and I told you, Jim, after it happened, it happened right in front of me. I was standing there in the front yes. row, and people were trying to bully their way past to run on the field. I said, no, no, I got the front row seat. Get out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> that, one, uh, that sound will echo, and, and as we're talking about it, it's still ringing in my headset here. I can still hear just that thud. Of hitting the leather, hitting the gloves, and uh, just the quiet and the the little scream from over in that end zone, uh, from the sideline coming towards the end zone. That one, oh, difficult moments. I'll try to regroup here, Jimmy B. We'll talk okay. a little NFL. All right, pal. Coming up next, okay. we got Ryan Van Bibber stopping by from SB Nation. Jameis Winston suspended three games. We'll fill you in on the details coming up on the other side. Ryan Van Bibber will join us. Here with you until 6 o'clock this evening, it's Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, 
specialty roofing and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Head into Firestone Complete Auto Care to get $60 off per axle on a standard brake service. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Coupon required. Restrictions and exclusions apply. Details at driveafirestone.com. Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Make history and celebrate the 4th of July by lighting up the sky with Bolino Fireworks. Fireworks are now legal in Iowa. Bolino Fireworks has been supplying the Midwest with quality products at the very best prices for over 35 years. Bolino Fireworks, now with locations in 13 Iowa cities, including Johnson, Ames, Boone, Knoxville, Newton, Marshalltown, Pella, Perry, and more. Find your nearest location online at BolinoFireworks.com. BolinoFireworks.com. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. At the Home Depot, summer heat means it's time to add Vigoro colored mulch to your list and your cart. Right now, get five bags for just 10 bucks. Underneath it all, Vigoro lays down a layer of protection that helps retain soil moisture. In shades of red, brown, or black, you can't control the heat, you can control the results. Vigoro Colored Mulch. Five bags, ten bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Color selection may vary by store. Limit 60 bags per customer. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Celebrate our nation's birthday by joining Yankee Doodle Drive Against Hunger. You can participate by making a donation at any Des Moines Area Bank of the West or Hy-Vee location or at foodbankiowa.org by July the 9th. Or join the Des Moines Symphony, the governor, thousands of patriotic Iowans at the state capitol grounds for the annual Yankee Doodle Pops concert on Monday, July the 2nd. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. 
If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We go all the way till 7 o'clock, or 6 o'clock, rather. And then don't forget, we will have the College World Series Game 3 for you between Arkansas and Oregon State. Trent, I can't wait for this. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch that uh, final game tonight. Yeah, Game 3, it is the decider. And after last night in Arkansas letting yep. it slip away, how they bounce back. going to be certainly interesting to keep an eye on. Well, the NFL normally this time of year goes pretty quiet as we await training camps and get ready for that. OTAs are over. It's usually a lull the time that guys like Ryan Van Bibber can take a vacation. Ryan, not the case, I guess, though. How are things? Well, I'm glad I got my vacation out of the way already. Uh, it was a busy day with the, with the the NFL's largest fine ever issued for Jerry Richardson and then the Jameis Winston stuff. Uh, let's start then with the Jameis Winston uh, situation. Uh, now, apparently, he is uh, given an apology as well to the Uber driver that apparently he had contact with. Uh, three games. Is that is that part of the NFL policy or did they just decide, okay, three sounds good? Well, I think that they negotiated it down because he was going to, he's going to some sort of rehabilitation counseling program. He said he, you know, came out very contritely said, this is, I have an alcohol problem. I drink out, al- you know, I have an alcohol problem. I, uh, I'm going to get that taken care of. I can't let this behavior continue. Yada, yada, yada. I think it's a little weak on the NFL's part. I mean, it's not like this is the first time Jameis – this is not a first offense for Jameis Winston. It's not like he uh, doesn't have a history of this stuff going back to his days at Florida State, famously. So I think the NFL looks like they pick and choose their spots where they enforce this policy. And I know that this isn't – you know, this wasn't domestic violence, you know, in the traditional sense of how we think about it, like, you know, what happened with Ray Rice or Greg Hardy – or even to an extent Ezekiel Elliott, but this is a uh, you know this is still that same family of behavior, and it's not. Uh, if the NFL is going to crack down on it, they need to be consistent about it. So sexual assault will get you three games if you're a quarterback, but telling ball boys to deflate a football will get you four. It, the the inconsistency yeah. it drives you nuts, right? And and people wonder, and people you know will point to the politics side of things. That aside, it just it's so inconsistent, it doesn't make a lick of sense. How Jameis wins three games for this compared to what we've seen doled out or taken another step and what we saw last year fighting tooth and nail to make sure that Zeke Elliott got six games. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I mean, you know, if you're going to have a policy, stick to the policy. I yeah. mean, that's the whole point of, 
you know, after the Ray Rice thing. That's the whole point why they implemented that policy. And, like, this is not, you know, this is something that happened after they implemented that policy. So, the, you know, the lawyers don't have an argument to make, you know, in that respect. It's just this, this is right back to that arbitrary. I mean, look at the Josh Brown thing from a couple right. years back. I mean, they gave him one game for, you know, some pretty horrific stuff that happened according to the police reports that were filed so it's a you know it just looks like the nfl does this arbitrarily and it doesn't make any sense it just depends on the player it depends on what they say in the meeting with roger goodell or the arbit or the you know the suspension people the the discipline committee that hears it or uh, or who the owner is we're having a great conversation ryan van bibber sb nation we're talking about the national football league All right, so a columnist down in the Tampa Bay area for one of the newspapers called for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to release Jameis Winston, just cut bait with the guy, and that hasn't happened. Do you think, though, that if there's extra pressure, that might happen, or do you think he will weather this storm? I, you know, right now I'd say he'll weather the storm. The, the thing to watch is how he plays when he gets back. I mean, you know, he didn't have a very good season last year. He didn't. He hasn't really, you know, he hasn't really looked all that great since his rookie year. So it's, uh, you know, they picked up his fifth-year option, but they don't have to. You know, it's it's guaranteed for injury, but it's not guaranteed. They can they can cut him before it comes down to the fifth-year option if they want to. So, you know. With Winston, it's gonna. I think a lot of it's gonna depend on how well he plays when he comes back after that three-game suspension. Listen, look at that schedule. I mean, they play the Steelers. It's a tough schedule, and those those six games against the the Fal- that they're gonna play against the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Saints, three teams that are miles ahead of them in that division, are gonna be tough games to play. So, it's a you know, it looks like a tough year for the Bucks. And if Winston doesn't do his part to make it a little better, and if he gets any any more trouble, it's going to be tough for the Buccaneers to justify keeping him around. You know, Ryan, as the NFL continues to go down this road and more bad PR, I know they have to have a, a public relations firm that works for them here. <laughs> is is the problem, though, I mean, you got, what, 12, 29 to 30, 29 owners that are old white guys? I mean, it's just... Because it seems like they are so tone deaf and so many issues. As a football fan, as an NFL fan, it just gets frustrating. It really does. I mean, and look at it. I mean, obviously, this is not about the anthem with Winston, but you know, you look at the anthem policy they made it. They tried to have the best of both worlds in right. that, thinking that if we pass this policy, everyone gets what they want, and then you know, we don't get we don't get turned into a campaign issue in the upcoming election. Well, sure enough, it didn't work, and now everybody's mad So it's on both sides of the issue. So it's a, it's a rare moment in, American, in, in our culture today where you can, you can make everybody insanely mad on both sides of an issue like that. So this is just, I mean, this is kind of part of the course of the NFL. I mean, we don't have an on long-running scandal this summer like we've had in the past, you know, with the Flake Gate or Bounty Gate or some of the other gates we've had in the past you know, <laughs> few years with the NFL here. But it's, you know, this is the continuation of the league just not knowing how to properly deal with this stuff for whatever reason it is. And, and it really, it makes no sense. I mean, they have policies in place for domestic violence, just like they have policies in place for suspensions for drugs or, or performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, those are pretty 
cut and dry scenarios and how that's all handled. I just don't understand for the life of me why they can't do why they can't stick to a similar policy for the other stuff. Um, and then what takes place with Janoris Jenkins at his house? Uh, he's down in Florida. His brother is staying at the house, and then his brother ends up dead. Uh, I mean, the, the guy staying at his house ends up dead, and it's Jenkins' brother who apparently beat him up and killed him. Uh, the NFL, boy, they got... And, and apparently, Janoris Jenkins' brother had uh, past uh, problems and had been in jail for violence as well. I mean, I know that that's not on Jenkins himself, but still, it's relatable to the NFL. It just won't go away. Yeah, it's a bad headline for them, even though, like you say, it doesn't really, it's not Jenkins himself per se, but it's, right. it's a bad headline. I mean, these guys, you know, they do, they cut back that. I'm not saying that this would made a tremendous difference, in, at least in Jenkins' situation, but they've cut back over the years on that program, that, you know, orientation kind of thing that they do for rookies. In it. But, you know, one thing, you're dealing with, 20-something-year-old kids who, you know, <laughs> speaking from experience, not the most <laughs> mature age for people. Yes. And, you, you know, you're, you're, you're signing million-dollar contracts, and then it's just, <laughs> you know, you get hangers-on, and you get people that come, come around and want theirs when, when you sign a contract like that. And you get, you, you, if you're not careful, you get some bad people around you. But, you know, again, this Jenkins thing, it's, it's a bad look for the league and for Jenkins especially because he's, you know, he's had some issues in the past as well. Let's uh, take a look around the league and let's start up north with the Minnesota Vikings, one of the teams talked about in contention to be the representative out of the NFC this year. They made a, a little work for the future with the contract deal with Danielle Hunter, Hunter, their defensive end. Big deal, five years, $72 million. $40 million of those in guarantees and a $15 million signing bonus. Big money there for the defensive end. Well, that defense overall has been outstanding. Him and Everson Griffin on the other side. You like the deal, though, the Vikings came up with here? It, it seemed pretty steep, at least from my vantage point. It is. I mean, you know, I, I think it's it's one of those contracts like you're used to seeing that's kind of they they paying they're paying him with an eye toward the future. I mean, if he plays the way he's capable of playing and has played, I think that, you know, $14 million a season is going to be kind of a steal for a guy like that. This is a, you know, this gives them some contract certainty as they start to go into the offseason again and and think about the other roster moves that they've got to make. Anthony Barr is going to be one of those guys, certainly. Uh, yeah. that, that's the next one there. Barr, I mean, I don't know the salary cap situation, but it, but it's got to feel like they're going to run into some trouble at some point. You can't sign everybody, especially with the money they gave Cousins. <laughs> no, and, you know, they're, it's going to kind of depend on what they do in the draft in the next couple of years and how they balance all that because, you know, obviously you can't keep everybody, you know, everybody that's good. You can't keep everybody like that. You just It just doesn't, you know, the cat mathematics just don't work quite that way. So they've got to kind of figure out who's replaceable and who's there for the long term as they go forward. But, it, I mean, it's an arms race in the NFC right now. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings, the Saints, the Falcons, the, the Eagles. I mean, there are some. There are a cluster of about six or eight teams at the top of the NFC that just all are pretty evenly matched and just, you know, are starting out, going to start out the season with an eye on the Super Bowl and nothing left will be acceptable. 
You know, it's interesting because we're going to get ready for training camp starting uh, near the end of July. Is this a time where coaches are just like fretting like crazy because <laughs> they, they don't have any control over any of their players? Yeah, and I think that's you see a lot of these players, you know, you, you, it's especially notable with quarterbacks and receivers where they get together and throw. And, you know, coaches, yeah. that's something they really encourage, not just because obviously it's a little bit of extra practice that kind of circumvents the rules and the collective bargaining agreement, but, uh, it's also, you know, it's a controlled environment. When you're, uh, when your guys are together practicing, you know, for a few hours a day, you, you worry a lot less about them. But yeah, that's sort of the message that they send all those guys home with is please be smart. Please stay out of trouble. And, you know, remember your career in the NFL is short and, and even the guys who are at the top of the game are, you know, somewhat replaceable. And, and if it comes down to it, they'll get replaced if they, uh, if they step on the wrong side of that line. Ryan, uh, help me out a little bit here. So my co-host over the lunch hour, he keeps telling me that my Bears are going to be a lot better this year. Maybe not playoff good, but certainly in contention when we uh, get into December. I'm still not buying it. Maybe I'm jaded after watching years of awfulness. Where do you sit? Do you think the Bears are going to be substantially better than what we've seen the last five years? Um, I mean, I think they're going to be better. I, you know, substantially, I, you know, I don't know. I mean... I like the moves they made this offseason. I mean, I think these were smart moves with an eye toward, you know, rebuilding and, and getting back. You know, I think my, one of my favorite draft picks that they made or any team made was Anthony Miller. I think he's going to be a really good receiver, the kind of receiver you really want somebody like, you know, a young quarterback like uh, Trubisky to have. I mean, they, you know, you sign Allen Robinson in the offseason. I mean, you gave this offense and you gave this young quarterback some parts to work with, and that's a really positive thing. I mean, defensively, I don't think they were as bad as they seemed just on paper with their record, and, and I think that you're going to see some improvements there. Again, that Roquan Smith draft pick is going to be huge for them. That linebacking group, was, especially in the middle, was a, was a, a soft underbelly for that defense, and I think that's a huge improvement for them. But. It's a tough division. I mean, like we said earlier, the Vikings are obviously a, you know, they're a, they're a Super Bowl team. The Packers, if they're all healthy, they're a Super Bowl team. You look at the moves they made this offseason, too. It's, a, you know, it's rare to see Green Bay spin big on free agents, but they did it twice this year. So, you know, they're, uh, they're obviously eyeing another championship with Rodgers. So, uh, it's a, you know, in Detroit, I think Detroit is still, you know, Probably, I wouldn't say a Super Bowl team, but I think that they, uh, you know, they're uh, they have designs on the playoffs and, and they move accordingly, and they have a quarterback. So it's a it's a tough division. The Bears will be better. I still think they're maybe not quite ready to compete for the division title yet. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we let you go here, real fast, a uh, lot of good things coming out of their OTAs about Patrick Mahomes. What have uh, your sources told you? Man, my people love, you know, obviously Missouri, have a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans in the family and friends circle here, but uh, they, they're really excited about it. And, you know, justifiably so. I mean, Mahomes, is, he's got the arm that Alex Smith never had for them, and they brought in the weapons for him to work with. I mean, I think that, that Sammy Watkins signing was a real, was, was a, made a really good offense, a loaded offense. It's just, you know, I look at that team and I wonder if they're going to have I mean, obviously, it's all the story is going to be Mahomes and how well he can play this season. But you know, I look at that defense and I wonder if you know, do they do they need a, you know, do they have enough in the pass rushing department? 
Is the secondary strong enough to, to make it happen? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see because that's a tough division too. No doubt. Hey, Rand, I always good catching up with you. Appreciate your time. We will do it again soon, and, you know, we'll be ringing a lot as we get closer and closer to football season. Well, yeah, always happy to talk football with you guys. That's Ryan Van Bibber. Find him at SB Nation and on Twitter at just RVB. Ryan Van Bibber joining us here. Jim, coming back on the other side, I got something here for you. As I was okay. uh, perusing before we were talking with Ryan, I ran across something over on NFL.com. They rank all 32 NFL coaches. Now, number one is easy, Bill Belichick. Number 32 uh-huh. is easy. But I got a point of contention with a couple on this list. I'm going to run this by you coming back on the other side. NFL coaches, welcome to the offseason. Here we are, ranking from NFL. We'll talk about that next. Take it up until 6 o'clock, Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy, warm and muggy, a low near 76. Mostly sunny Friday, hot and humid and windy, a high near 96 with a heat advisory in effect. There will be some thunderstorms coming in to cool us off by Saturday night. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Sponsored by Serta. Get a free box spring or up to $500 off an adjustable set with the purchase of select iComfort mattresses. Hurry in to Archer Home Center in Adele or visit SertaRetailers.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Casey's General Stores throughout Iowa will help raise funds for Special Olympics Iowa during the month of June. In partnership with Coca-Cola, stores will sell $1 pinups with proceeds being donated to Special Olympics Iowa. Special Olympic athletes and law enforcement volunteers will also be featured on the 44-ounce fountain drink cups throughout the month in stores. Nearly 15,000 athletes in Iowa will benefit from this fundraiser. This year, both Special Olympics and Casey's are celebrating their 50th anniversaries. Stop by your local Casey's today and make 
a donation to make a difference in the life of a Special Olympic athlete. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Swing it a minute. Slam dunk. Touchdown. Sports. It's Jimmy B and TC. Oh, yeah. The word you're looking for is wow. Here's Gemma Trent. Take it up until 6 o'clock this evening. Jimmy B and TC got a little NFL talk to take you up to the top of the hour. This portion of the program brought to you by Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road, a presenting sponsor of high school baseball. A old favorite back again, Bennigan's, with their brand new menu. Stop on out to Bennigan's on Merle Hay. Jimmy B, so I told you. Yeah. Got this uh-huh. list here. So at the top, Belichick. At the bottom, you. I mean, easy enough, okay? And you can yes, argue the, the, yep. the merits back and forth of Tomlin and Harbaugh and Carroll and Sean Payton. And, you know, we could get in the minutia of that. Where do you think, though, out of the 32, where do they have John Gruden ranked? Uh, let's see. He hasn't coached in how many years? A decade. Yeah. Uh, well, since he hasn't done that, he is taking over a team that does have talent, and they do have a quarterback. I can I can I just kind of take a guess here? Will I say that he would probably be in the top twenty? He's in the top twenty in this list. Yes, in the top twenty. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're I, okay. You mean he's? Don't tell me they have him listed in the top ten. Number nine, John Gruden. What? The ninth Are you best kidding? coach in the NFL, ahead of Mike Zimmer, Dan Quinn, Chico Rivera. I mean, even Sean McVay. I, I just, I get the name brand Jimmy B, but that was the most shocking thing. And then I'm going through and I see 
Bill O'Brien at 16. The list gets ugly quickly. I mean, 16, uh-huh. Bill O'Brien. Anthony Lynn at 17. Jay Gruden at 18. Sean McDermott at 19. It gets ugly in a hurry, and then you got all the new coaches there at the bottom before you get to the right. very bottom, of course, and Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Jimmy B, number nine for Gruden. Our Raider fans are set up for just to have their hopes dashed here. There's no way this is going to work, is there? I can't see it. I I can't see him being ranked like that when he's been out of the game a decade. Look, I know he's been involved, and he knows his X's and O's as well as anybody, but still, you're taking over a team that struggled last year. Their quarterback uh, needed help. They think they have some help for him now in Carr, but, man, I I can't see how he could be in the top 10. Top 20, okay, I got that one, but not the top 10, Trent. Crazy, crazy list. Give a shout out to Elliot Harrison. Give us a little content during the summer. Good work, Eric. Yeah. Harrison, you got I, it. I, I do like that part of it. Unbelievable. Gruden at number nine. I'm not buying that. What I am buying is another hour here of the program coming back on the other side. We'll kick off hour two with Zubin Mahente from ESPN. We'll stop by. We got some NBA free agency, World Cup, and a whole lot more coming up next. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom! An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. 
industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repairs, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Hi, Tom Bodette taking a break from binge-watching my favorite shows. I'm currently on season four of that show about the zombies who live in an English manor. Or is it the one where the dragons join a biker gang? I can't really keep track anymore. Must need sleep. Luckily, Motel 6 has great rooms for great rates, so you can catch up on your sleep or use Wi-Fi to catch up on your shows. Oh, this is the one where Motel 6 leaves the light on for you. Sorry, epic spoiler. Between summer heat and summer bugs, your lawn has its hands full, and it doesn't even have hands. Scott's Turf Builder with Summer Guard at the Home Depot can help. Right now, for 20% off. Summer Guard feeds your lawn with nutrients while killing summer bugs like ticks, fleas, and ants. So, lend a hand. Get Scott's Turf Builder with Summer Guard. Right now, 20% off and only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Selection varies by store. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who lift each other up and make a difference, who get out there, take action. Every step, every dollar, every voice matters. Join us in the fight against breast cancer and be a hero. Get registered today for the Susan G. Komen Des Moines Race for the Cure on October 27th and help us provide life-saving research and breast health services to women in our community.